as we surrounded ourselves with stacks of books from the library that only represented represented a fraction of my reading history, we started to question whether or not this was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put them up here and then we're like, well, what do we do with all this now? <laughs> I still think that there's something valuable here in all of this. And I was trying to think about it. And my idea is that this represents all of these stacks of books. I think the history was like 4,000 just from the library, mm -hmm. which didn't include the books purchased and all of that, but represents to me the retraining and relearning of my brain for what the basic needs were in my life. Yeah. So for instance, uh, I feel as though I learned what to eat. Uh, well, I didn't learn how to cook, but, <laughs> <laughs> but really what to eat, what was cool from the television, from friends, uh, just from what everyone else did by going to restaurants, different things like that. Yeah. Um, and so because I, that was what I learned, food was even at the grocery store, you know, learning like this is a food grocery store. This is what food is. Yep. Whatever's in this grocery store is what I eat and take home. The thing was, for me, was that was that what I call food products did not work well for me, for my psyche, for my physical performance, for the, the way my physical body looked. And instead, I was questioning my worth. I was blaming myself like, well... Why don't I look like other people? Or why am I gaining weight? Or why is my face puffy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things like that. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, the same way. But my parents, we immigrated. And so we still had some of that old world food. So like home cooked food, not takeout mm -hmm. pizza or something like that but we eventually succumbed <laughs> <laughs> but going to my friend's house meant um i don't know a hostess twinkies or something yeah. it meant drinking mountain dew mm -hmm. it meant um little debbies or whatever all these different things um, whereas eating at home meant um, gourmet sabzi, which was like meat with um, herbs and rice yes. and everything. Having a pizza at home or spaghetti meant having like bell peppers in it and <laughs> <laughs> fresh veggies and stuff, not um, and like handmade dough. Mm -hmm. whereas other places it meant Red Baron or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and yeah. I remember from a young child always feeling hungry, looking for, I just, I want to share this right now as you were talking. So uh, I grew up 
with all of the food products that you would find at any American grocery store. And so for me, I have eaten every, every single kind of processed food. Like yeah. we would have contests for who could eat the most, you know, Swiss cake rolls. So anything in a box, the donuts, like all of it, I could eat it. And the cereals, the sugary cereals with the skim milk, all of that, uh, I have eaten. Now, after reading and retraining my brain and learning things and a lot, there's a whole stack of things because I really learned a lot from outside of the country, outside mm -hmm. of the U.S. So like that you're bringing up, you brought here different routines for eating right. different foods you ate whatever when i was learning all of these different things now i have said i wouldn't ever eat one of those boxed treats right. for a million dollars like you could you were called and, crazy for that yes and <laughs> i need the money like i don't have a million dollars nothing like that but i i really would not eat something like that now right. for a million dollars now what has changed i've eaten that same treat hundreds of times in my life but yeah. now i wouldn't and so that to me is really what all of this is about i don't know what do you think well i think that's what all these books are about because how do you go from if you don't know so like you say oh i'm gonna be different than that I don't want to be like that. Well, then what are you going to be like if you don't know what other than that is? Yes. You know, because it's yes. like, well, I don't want to eat sweets. And it's fine, but then, like, what do you replace that with? Yes. And so that's what I feel like these books represent is yes. if you had none of this uh, growing up, then um, how could you know, um, yes. you know where to go. Yes, I had to learn what food actually is. Yeah. So now I don't consider processed or anything in a, you know, a product, a food product, something that I would consume for my health. Right. So to me, that is not food. One of these books that was so impacting, I still think about it today, it was uh, someone from the U.S. who had lived in France and really talked about the different the difference between France and the U.S. Yeah. and said people in France who visit the U.S. say you don't have any food in your supermarkets. Right. You don't have any food in your grocery stores. Now, if you would have said that to me before all of this. I would have been like, what are you talking about? It's full of food. <laughs> it's a food grocery store. Yeah. It only has food. But people visiting from France, they didn't consider any of the food products in our grocery stores as something that is nourishing. <laughs> exactly. That it's not food. It's the purpose of food is to nourish us to help our body perform, to give our body the nutrients that it's craving, mm -hmm. or we're always going to feel hungry. And so that 
is not happening. It was not happening for me. And it was such a, a light bulb. My life changed forever learning that my body would always feel hungry until it got the nutrients it needed. Just think about that. Let that yeah. really enter. And suddenly I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not my fault. It's not my fault that I can eat half a box of cereal and still be hungry. You know, it would say the serving is like a half cup. I'm like, what? I just ate half a box of it. Well, I, I had like three, you know, servings. I got the ice cream that like... said half the fat. So I would think, okay, fine, I'll have the same serving. But then I'd justify eating the whole thing by like, well, I'm eating the same as I did before. So it was half the fat. So this <laughs> this reminds me of when I was growing up and struggling with my weight. I would read all the magazines. Okay, what am I supposed to eat to be healthy? And there was, everyone was saying low fat. Yeah. No fat, low fat. And then there would be products like, we talk about this all the time, low fat gummy bears or whatever it is. Yeah. And I would be like, okay, this is awesome. And I would eat the low fat and I would still feel hungry. I was never nourished. Yeah. Always struggled with my weight. Didn't feel well, tired, you know. And I would say that that point in my life where I was just like, what's wrong with me? I have everything that you're supposed to have to be happy and I didn't want to get out of bed and go to work. Mm-hmm. That was all directly connected to, I had never been nourished. Really. You know, I remember I worked at a certain worldwide coffee store <laughs> and I, I thought it was really funny on their pastries. Some of them say lower fat blueberry scone. And I'm like, lower fat. Like, what does that mean? Lower than what? <laughs> and so there were like these messages like this that these um, food companies would put on there making you think well this is something because like half the fat th than what let's say um, half of what less than what well it just seems like a whole game mm -hmm. that's being played on us it was mm -hmm. played on me mm -hmm. that I fell for and I mean that's why they say if you want to learn something, go to the library. Read a book. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is true. Okay. Because the cool thing about books is that they have a filter system. So there has to be a publishing company that accepts this idea and information and the words in there. Then there's editors and readers and copy editors and so there's there's so many people attached to producing this book whereas other information could just be like put out there without you know i mean the librarians yeah the bookstores they even are filters because they choose to buy this to sell it so like published books are really uh uh, such a great resource I consider all of these people friends now because their words still live in my mind they helped me find my true self helped me find my true happiness 
helped me find compounded health day after day, year after year now. Well, the difference between books and other form of media is that in books, there's enough room to put like who they cite, what the studies are, uh, things like that, that you don't find in like someone's personal Instagram, (laughs) something like that, where they say, you can eat pizza and ice cream and be ripped or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) And that too is, I have so much going on in my mind that um, just the act of writing a book and going through all the research and backing it up and trying to get it published, like these people are heroes, you know, and and so I'm just so grateful for them um, going through the process of this. This is also, when you were talking about that, really important because when I, 10 plus years ago, I said, this has to be easier. There has to be a biological like answer to what humans need nutritionally mm-hmm. to feel good and perform. Like I just was like, there has to, like it, it doesn't even make sense that this is so stressful and so difficult. So when I started searching, I knew that I did not want any sort of trend. Right. Like, like a diet or trend or anything. This is not what this is about. No. It is about what we need as humans. We're born with needs for water and food. So there has to be a biological answer to what, how to provide those needs for ourselves. Totally. Like there's a trend doesn't <laughs> even fit into that equation because it doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> So I knew that and that's really what I resonated to and the information is there, you know, and what um, what is so interesting is that I just immersed my literally immersed myself. I would carry stacks of books from the library, anything related to food and cooking and different like you're laughing, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about we were so whenever Laura would say, "Honey, could you go to the library and pick up some books?" and I'd be like driving home or something, yeah. and it's like, "Oh yeah, sure." I go in there, and I always think pick up some books as just like three at the max. <laughs> I kid you not. Sometimes. <laughs> No, the stack was never... Well, yeah, sometimes it was this tall. And mind you, this isn't all the books that Laura... There's another stack over there. And Mm -hmm. we have more at the library waiting for us to pick up. But I said, honey, we have enough books, I think. And we had a limit of how much we could check out. So this isn't even near the amount. What we did was go through Laura's history at -hmm. the library and we checked out as many books as they would let us that mm-hmm. she has checked out. So we have uh, a pretty substantial amount of your reading history. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that keeps popping up in my head is when you thought you could just walk <laughs> to the library and pick up your books with your dog Aphrodite. 
And yeah, and at first <laughs> the stack was like, I could carry this home, and then like, oh my gosh, I was crying, like I can't carry these. I'm gonna have to just abandon books like around the neighborhood. <laughs> Drive back and pick them up. Yeah, and the other thing too that really stuck out to me was uh, the librarians who are so thoughtful and they um don't say a lot but one did say like somewhere in this journey i want to eat thanksgiving dinner at your house (laughs) so they definitely were noticing yeah but the the really miraculous and cool thing is during this search for the answer biology textbooks, cooking from chefs. Um, I would I would love looking at um, cookbooks from ancient times. I would love reading books that were like anthropological, mm-hmm. like studying a culture in a different part of the world. Um, well, what were some of them we have? Yeah. Um, I loved reading like about nutrition, but that got really trendy type you know Mm -hmm. so I was really I just wanted like basics you know so I love just the facts yes (laughs) and I and I loved um reading even though it's like I don't want to say because it could come off as a trend but the paleolithic because that got way back in time Mm -hmm. before all of the the inventions that seemed to kind of skew what food was and the cool thing is they share so many tenants. So I would I would read something in a cookbook and then it would totally make sense in a nutrition book. Mm-hmm. And then the chefs would be saying something that like meant the same thing as well. So and I really am grateful to the the books that were outside of the country, like how you said, because that's really what I found um that you know that i learned the really the secret is in the ingredients so we only find our nutrients from nutrient dense food yeah you know where that has been produced in nutrient dense soil so the soil health and the air quality and the water all of that creates the best ingredients and basically you don't need to read any of this you just have to find the best ingredients and then not mess them up or just ask you <laughs> come on over i wish you could <laughs> smell right now what's cooking it's so delicious well that's why toxic free was made yes, yes so that all that information is out there so and that, that's yes. why i got the crash course <laughs> how long ago was it five years yeah has it been yeah, I've been wanting this lifestyle, but I didn't know how to do it. And I'm not as voracious a reader as you are. <laughs> I do or love determined to read. Or, yeah, no. you know, I don't know. And so, um, I, I mean, it or just... you have you have, you had a more exciting life than me <laughs> <laughs> being in the apartment. But I would bring all these books home. And I'd be like, does she really read all these books? (laughs) And she does. I would watch, like, have them by the bed and 
not all of them, but there would be like this transitional area where they'd go through this rotation <laughs> and it was really cute. And then I would just like, oh my gosh, yeah, she does read all these books and have little marks and stuff. Little notes. <laughs> so a couple of things that I did want to share is like for cookbooks, those uh, I just recommend if you, so here's, I'm going to back up because I have developed a theory throughout all this and it really is, it works for uh, us. So the theory is, is, as our food ingredients quality has diminished, because that's really recent, mm -hmm. that processed foods, industrial meat, industrial dairy has entered our culinary world. Yeah. What my theory is, is that we've had to create recipes in order to cover up those unappealing flavors flavors right from what has been produced industrially so for instance uh you can look this up uh it is completely legal in the u.s to feed our meat that become well our animals that become our meat for eating um waste mm -hmm. so it's it's a cool system when you think about it like taking waste from one company and then feeding it to our food however that is <laughs> causing a lot of health problems because that's not the natural diet and you are you are really eating candy wrappers and there's there can be certain percentages of like excrement and I mean this is what you're eating and then when you apply heat to that if there's any chemicals in your pan the heat from your chemicals in your pan can create like a reaction where it's getting a weird smell the food has toxins in it the industrial food you know created food products anything that the that animal industrial animal has eaten all of that is going to come out and it's not going to smell good for yeah, you. No. So a lot of and people... And coming out of you either. And coming like, out of you. The your, smell. Yes. Your scent. Yes, your signifies scent. what you eat. Totally. And the your pets, everything. So... And it, so you have to cover up your smell. Yes. Just like you have to cover up the flavor. You oversalt you can, it. You put yes. sauce on it. Yes. Sugar. All that stuff. And that's what all those recipes are, you know, about. And then also a lot of you might just say, oh, like I cannot cook. I don't like the taste of this. I'm going to the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because our hunger is so basic I mean, when we're hungry, we have to eat. So that's, it's it's not easy to put off that craving. I no. know that females are better at calorie restriction, you know, because of the pressures to look yeah. a certain way. But I think it's very difficult to, and, and I just, my heart goes out because I used to try to calorie restrict and it's just, it's such a stressful way to live 
Um, I couldn't imagine counting calories. Yeah. You don't need to. So when you find the real food. <laughs> have a spreadsheet. <laughs> when you ha That's the thing. Like you don't need trends. You don't. The only thing you have to do is find the real food and not mess it up when you cook it. And then that's it. Now, but I had problems with this from the beginning. Yes. Yes. So it's like, but mm -hmm. I felt like, but I need that uh, coffee and bagel, ham, cheese, bagel, <laughs> on the way to work or something. I need, because these were things that were just built in my psyche. Like, for instance, well, I can only write at a coffee shop and to be at a coffee shop I need to have like also a croissant or mm -hmm. something else to go along with it like these are things that were built into my head mm -hmm. like this is where you do that this is how you do this this and is what this, it looks like yeah this is otherwise yeah. it just can't be done mm -hmm. like for instance you can't run without running shoes well humans have been running for millennia without Running shoes, yes. for instance, but yeah. um, you can live without restaurant food. You can write or be creative without going to a cafe. You can do all these things and saved a lot of money, I'd say. And you saved and, so much money. And now I can be creative no matter where I am because it's not tied to a location. It's not tied to a, um, what do you call it, like a ritual. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's not um, creativity doesn't have to be uh, inspired by a certain ritual. It can just be. Yeah. I have so much to say right <laughs> now because the other thing is in that whole scenario is what about what that um, those chemicals are doing to your actual brain? Yeah. So your brain cells are not performing at their height. You mm -hmm. eventually are going to crash down. So then your brain will be hijacked to be thinking about what else can I eat and mm -hmm. when can I eat this? And when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about this book, The Perfect Health Diet. Yeah. This was an amazing book. And they talk about in there about uh, this, the oldest living practicing pediatrician a woman who was still practicing at age 108. Yeah. And she, uh, they were celebrating her birthday. It was a big deal. And they were trying to give her cake, birthday cake. Yeah. This is a perfect example. How do you not have birthday cake? On your birthday. On your birthday. <laughs> like this is just, it's almost universal. Yeah. So she just said to them, I haven't eaten cake in 80 years. Like. Yeah. That is the connection. Like she is a practicing pediatrician at the age of 108 being celebrated by the world right. because she hasn't eaten <laughs> cake for 80 years. Like, like that's what happens. Exactly. <laughs> it's so really interesting. My mom, who's a scientist, and she would not mind me telling you this. But she was always like challenging me on this, like, what are you talking about? And what do you mean it's not food? Like that doesn't make sense and different things like that. And I just said, mom, I said, 
there are health problems today that never existed. All I want is just, you know, for people to, um, to have the truth. So when Mm -hmm. you eat the ice cream, she loves ice cream. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But at the same time, she's always talking to me as she ages about this fear that she is going to lose this genius level IQ that she has, like her working brain, like, you know, she's going to start forgetting or the dementia or even Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. And I'm just like, well, mom, I'm like, the ice cream has a lot of chemicals. Like, how do you know that that is not creating it? So it would just to me seems more fair in life to have the ice cream say, these ingredients can cause Alzheimer's or, you know, have it it's in like the name or packages. something. <laughs> you know, they are forced to have labels. Yes. Warning people of their yes. hazards. And it's like, like right. right there. Yeah. Like you just, can't miss it. And it doesn't even have to be scary or threatening. It can just be factual. Like, yeah, there's chemicals in here that, you know, can cause this. So if... Right now, something that you could do is watch the documentary called Fed Up, F-E-D-U-P. And it it would give you a lot of this book information in like an hour or however long it is. And they talk about in there how we're going to look back on this time and it is going to be similar to the cigarette companies. Yeah. We're going to look back and go, how was this legal? (laughs) You know, and um, there's some very interesting interviews where people are even like, how do the companies sleep at night? Right. You know, so I highly recommend you reading or reading, watching that. So it's a lot easier than getting all these books. (laughs) Well, what are your some your top books that have like. Yes. Yeah. Looking back. Um, I mean, this, like, the the one that I started really with is called Real Food, What to Eat and Why by Nina Plank. I mean, just so many amazing things. Like, this really got me starting to question what food is. And it was so easy to read. I even found the... Um, I, <laughs> I even found the organic coconut oil that's been traditionally made from this book that we use still to this day. Like that's probably 15 years or something uh, that. So I'm so grateful to that. And then um, the after that, like these two were just amazing. So this was kind of next. This deep nutrition and the um, this other one, uh, it I think it it's called Primal Fat Burner. I think Nora had this as a different title, but these two, Shanahan and Nora here, these were really monumental. So the things that I learned here were like ounce for ounce because before I met Bezad, I was on my own 
Um, I didn't have a lot of, well, we still don't have a lot of money, (laughs) but you know, it was intimidating to start buying these things. Um, so I learned in here that ounce for ounce liver without a doubt from Mm -hmm. a grass fed animal, uh, is the most nutritious thing you can eat. And if it, it, right. (laughs) If it comes from a super impeccable, healthy animals so no steroids no antibiotics anywhere completely a hundred percent grass-fed diet from good soil so she talks Mm -hmm. about what how you know if something's healthy and it's like the air the water the soil the nutrients the plant that the animal eats or just the plant that you're eating all of these things that go into it and my brain was like oh my gosh this this makes sense in my soul. This is not a trend. No. This is what I've been searching for, a biological, the sun, the moon, the soil. Like I'm like, yes, this makes so much sense. And it was um, the other amazing thing, and I always tell people, and I tell Bezad about this, was one of these, I can't remember which one, in the forward i believe talked about that with this knowledge we might be the only ones left standing (laughs) (laughs) like this literally is such an advantage in life Mm -hmm. to have this way of life to have this knowledge and i knew i wanted to be one of those who was still standing like that that is what resides in all of us we are born with this deep desire to survive and thrive in life and that's what was happening for me i was not thriving and so i was constantly searching you know i would buy things thinking that would help me searching for food and then I would gain weight and nothing was like nourishing me and just searching, searching, searching. And now it's I'm not searching. The search is is over. The search is over. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) What do you think? I, you know, there's some other great books in there like Twinkie Deconstructed. Uh, oh, de- slow life. death by rubber duck, I think is the the things that you've mentioned in there, just like the toxins and chemicals in your everyday products. I talk about all of these. Yeah. Eat dirt. Sicker, fatter, poorer. Yeah, eat dirt. Yes. I mean, these are just Where they just necessary. shifted yeah. my brain, how I thought about things, which completely... So... As I made my way down the nutrition, um, I came across Mark Sisson, who is nutrition, but then started talking about sleep, natural sleep, and how artificial light is a recent invention, how like the running shoes with the big soles are recent inventions, uh, and his his whole premise is, and this is where part of that paleo thing yeah. is to get back to our um, original, like pre-industrial way of life. So it's like the caveman diet yeah. or the, 
you know, his literal... Um, Before we screwed everything up diet. Yeah, his, his literal <laughs> logo is like a caveman with the spear, you know, things. And this, again, was like, this is not a trend. Like, this is just feels right deep within my DNA, you know, just stretching back. And so my brain would constantly be trying to think about so far back mm -hmm. of what life was like. And Mark Sisson does an amazing job of walking you through what life was like. Mm -hmm. And it's so different. And that still guides me. So now I always talk about us like hunting and gathering from farms and from our what we're choosing to find to eat and um, sleeping in total darkness, mm -hmm. um, considering the different lights, all of that and, and the effect. So then that was starting to uh, change my brain about um, you know it's beyond just what I'm eating mm -hmm. beyond the nutrition and that's when I started finding so many different like Josh Axe who said it's not only what you eat but also what you touch and you know 60 to 70 percent of what we put our skin goes directly into the bloodstream just like what you're eating and i'm like what what, <laughs> what and so uh and and just knowing like how valuable the nutrients are and how difficult it can be to find another thing the perfect health diet that is such an <clears throat> amazing one they alerted me to okay so now we know you know the nutrients are in the nutrient dense food however gra completely grass-fed beef from western canada versus versus eastern canada the selenium amount in those two regions can vary by hundreds mm -hmm. so you can be eating grass-fed beef from Western Canada and only get a little bit of selenium. Whereas if you get it from Eastern Canada, though that soil health has more selenium. So even when you find the really nutrient dense food, all of these things well, are in part of the creating the nutrients. That's the thing though. It's like a type of food was always tied to where it came from. For instance, like cheeses or wines yes. or, uh, well, champagne, just from Champagne, France, right? And so, but the one thing I know is a lot of cattle, uh, they're raised in Brazil now. And it's like all corn. And one of the reasons is McDonald's wants their beef to taste the same no matter where it is and so all the cattle have to eat the same diet in order for that to happen mm -hmm. and so it's not rooted in the land anymore in the soil in anything really it's just it's no holds bar and whatever it's very industrialized and mm -hmm. then because of that that gets also put in the grocery stores and so that's what becomes available to us because of the demand for everything to taste the same when in order to make that happen you have to degrade the environment and um all these practices that um like 
you should be able to taste and the nutrients should be different from one place to another because mm-hmm. the mineral content will be different the uh the flora will be different all these things Just are different the little herbs and plants that they yeah. eat totally that exactly. is such a great point because you are seasoning your animal with the herbs before you eat it because mm-hmm. they eat like the herbs yes. that's in the soil and yeah. that are growing from it but if they're just so with these great meats that we get you don't have to put a lot of herbs on top of it mm-hmm. because it's already flavored because yes. <laughs> the animal like ate infused. those healthy herbs so <laughs> yeah that just totally. shows you um everything how it affects your body the way you smell the way you act the way you feel um everything and you know, if you suffer from any sort of kind of modern ailment, even like allergies, asthma, um, digestion, a lot of this can be start thinking about like that animal that you were describing with the corn diet. Well, where did the seed come from? Like, is there, uh, you know, is it non-gmo is it organic seed or does it already have toxins put in the seed because you might your body might be reacting to yeah the seed that grew the corn you know or the pesticides that were put onto the corn and one last thing (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate your time so much but that's the other thing is when you hear environmentally that eating meat is um, worse for the environment mm. because of all of the resources that is for industrial yeah you know because when the industrial feedlots uh, yes they call them yeah. yes because of the concentrated well first you have to grow all the corn takes up all those resources all that space monoculture yes the yeah. monoculture and then you have the concentrated feed areas which is that causes so much pollution and concentrated and, excrement that has yes to... yes it's not natural <laughs> when you have grass-fed natural eat well like all of the the natural ecosystem that is actually reversing Cycle, yeah. reversing climate change it is producing carbon that takes the it captures the carbon. It captures the, yeah. car- the carbon, which is reducing the climate change. Yep. And so if you also add to your video list, kiss the ground. Yes. Be prepared to <laughs> just be completely blown away and have your brain changed as well. Like you don't have to read all this. Fed up kiss the ground, you will have such an amazing education. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can watch us anytime. But really what Toxie Free does so well is it's like the every person able to do this. So someone like me who only knew how to cook by pouring cereal and milk on it, now I haven't I wouldn't ever eat cereal and I haven't in years and years and years. So we help people find the good ingredients, find the things that will protect those valuable nutrients and just really, really be able to thrive. Yeah, That is what it's all about. Absolutely.
What do you think? <laughs> Success. Well, I hope you learned a lot because we went through a lot. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of returning of books to do, but I just love being, they've affected my life so positively. Um, it's just amazing. I'm so grateful. We should so. have counted how many books we have here. Yeah. Bizarre <laughs> <laughs> carried them all up here. I know. I'm like, thank you, honey. Who needs a gym? Yeah. When you're getting books for Laurel. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Bye.